Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. College football is officially back. It's the best sport of all the sports, in my opinion. And it's also the one with the longest offseason. Ever since the end of the season, which happened on the national title game when Clemson threw a touchdown pass with one second left, there has now been... What was that date? Around January 10th or thereabouts? It has now been so long since there was actually a college football game that's a part of the regular season. I'm not counting this past Saturday's kind of appetizer. Tonight, Ohio State plays at Indiana, and Oklahoma State plays against Tulsa. That is an exciting night for those of us who love college football. On top of that, games tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, it is a college football festival, five straight days of games, and I cannot wait for all of these games. I will be driving down to Atlanta tomorrow after the show, and I will be in Atlanta for Alabama, Florida State, as well as Tennessee, Georgia Tech. We are doing the show live from Atlanta on Monday and Tuesday, reacting to all of those college football games. So it's going to be pretty spectacular. Obviously, we will begin the day tomorrow talking about everything surrounding the Ohio State game, which I imagine will be our lead story in the morning tomorrow. So everybody rejoice. This should be a great day for you if you love college football. And I know many of you listening to this show right now do. So your long national nightmare of an offseason is over. And this becomes the best time of the year, the shortest and sweetest of all of the sports, college football, back today. 
Now, those of you out there who have listened to the show for a while know that I am a robust First Amendment guy. And when I see stupid articles, every now and then I decide, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to destroy this article because this is one of the dumbest things that I have ever seen written. And I think the only way to combat stupidity is by taking out a sword and decapitating it. Such is the case with a story that I saw yesterday in the New York Daily News. The New York Daily News has a story that is headlined. It's college football related. It fits us perfectly. This is a real headline. Heisman winner Lamar Jackson being overlooked because of lack of diversity among college football writers. That is the headline. And it is a picture, ironically enough, of Lamar Jackson posing with his Heisman Trophy, which those same college football writers voted to give Lamar Jackson. This is emblematic, guys, I believe, of the stupidity that our country is currently afflicted with, where everybody has to see race in everything, even when there is no legitimacy to it at all. I'm going to read this article to you, and I am going to destroy it as we write. Last year, Lamar Jackson opened his sophomore season with three straight video game-like performances. Yeah, he played well. It was the beginning of the best season, one of the best seasons a player's ever had in college football history, and Jackson won almost every award last season, including the Walter Camp, the Maxwell Awards, and the Heisman Trophy. A quick Wikipedia search, nothing more reliable than a Wikipedia search, will tell you even more about the historic season. But that may be the only place you'll read something about him the week before the kickoff of the 2017 season. Why? Because every major college football site or magazine has apparently forgotten Jackson exists. ESPN recently released its preseason All-American team. You won't find Jackson penciled into the quarterback slot. That nod was given to USC sophomore Sam Darnold. ESPN, the magazine, also decided to go with Darnold as the cover boy for its Heisman prof, uh, for its tr- uh, college football preview edition. And speaking of the Heisman, Darnold is leading the odds in Las Vegas to be the winner this year as Jackson sits in third place. Sports Illustrated has Baker Mayfield as its preseason first-team All-American, even though Mayfield was third in last year's Heisman voting, but you won't find Jackson a member of the second team either as that accolade was given to Darnold. He continues to rip the fact that this, if you want to look at the numbers, it makes sense why Darnold, uh, this is such a stupid article. However, the total, and now he gets to his thesis. All right, this is the thesis. However, the total disrespect for Jackson is troubling. As uh, and, and he talks about Johnny Manziel and Tim Tebow. It's hard to ignore, and this is his thesis statement after all that open, it's hard to ignore the fact that race may play a factor in how Jackson has been treated and almost forgotten. Lamar Jackson, the same guy who won the Heisman Trophy, as voted by all the writers and media members of college football, is being overlooked because he's black, according to the New York Daily News. And here continues the story. Every Saturday this fall, press boxes will be filled with media members covering America's second most popular sport. However, the skin tone of the people in the press box will be drastically different from the players on the field. According to the Huffington Post and Time Magazine, anywhere from 57 to 70% of college football players are black. Compare that to the fact that about 90% of sports writers are white. 
The lack of diversity in college football press boxes speaks to why Jackson may be getting overlooked because no one who looks like Jackson appears to be in the room raising a hand and saying, hey, I think we're forgetting about the reigning Heisman Trophy winner when story ideas and planning meetings are taking place. This is such an unmitigatedly stupid article that it blows my mind. Here's a black guy who plays quarterback. Let's argue that everybody who's not talking about him is racist. Let's not let's not consider the fact that he just won the Heisman Trophy or that his team got drilled down the stretch. 0-3. I would submit to you very easily the reason why Sam Darnold is getting more attention and the reason why Baker Mayfield may be getting more attention, even though they didn't win the Heisman Trophy, is because their teams are expected to be really good. And neither Sam Darnold nor Baker Mayfield lost to Kentucky as part of a three-game losing streak, including a loss to Houston, Kentucky, and then getting dominated by LSU in the bowl game that left many voters thinking, you know what, we gave the Heisman Trophy to the wrong black dude. It should have gone to Deshaun Watson And in fact, if we had had voting taking place after the playoffs, we would have voted for Deshaun Watson to win the Heisman Trophy because of how he looked against both Alabama in the national title game as well as how he looked against Ohio State in the semifinal game. Lamar Jackson was overrated last year, and as a result, he's not being incredibly proclaimed as this season begins. But the New York Daily News would have you believe that's because everybody out there is racist against Lamar Jackson. Here the article continues. This is a real article that was run by a real media site. I'm not giving you the guy's name who wrote this because he's so dumb. I don't think he deserves the attention. But I do believe the New York Daily News should be ripped here because they have editors. And somebody should have said, eh, I think this is a really bad argument. Here's the article continuing. For instance, ask yourself this question. In a sport that's dominated by black men, Can you name a top black college football writer? First of all, does the race of college football writers matter in any way? When you sit down to read an article, are you like, man, I'm going to trust this guy's opinion more because he's black or white or brown or yellow? If you're doing that, do you know what that's called? Uh, Racism. Because you're treating somebody's opinion differently based on the color of their skin. And then he goes through a couple of different black college football writers. Uh... This is something, and he continues, this tells me if more people of color were at these publications, then what's happening to Jackson wouldn't play out like this. It's similar to the NFL fantasy draft slave auction incident that happened with ESPN. If a black person is in that meeting, the segment likely never happens. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski got auctioned off the same way. The fact that ESPN apologized for this is evidence not that they did something wrong, but that they're a fundamentally pussy-willow organization. Nobody has any idea, he continues, how the 2017 season will unfold. Uh, But no matter what, the Louisville Cardinals or Lamar Jackson do this season, it's been a crime to watch the guy who was named the most outstanding player in college football return as an afterthought. Sadly, it's a society we live in. One of the most electrifying college football players the game has ever seen can still get whitewashed. This is a real article. 
Lamar Jackson was voted to win the Heisman Trophy. And then he lost three straight games down the stretch by a score of 106 to 57. And people said, you know what? Maybe we overhyped this guy a little bit. Meanwhile, Sam Darnold posted one of the greatest performances in the history of the Rose Bowl. And Baker Mayfield comes back at a top six or seven team scheduled to play in one of the biggest games of college football in week two. Louisville is number 16 in the country. People are not overlooking Lamar Jackson. They're just saying, hey, maybe we overrated this guy a little bit when we gave him the Heisman Trophy. And then his team went out and got their ass kicked by Kentucky in football. And their ass kicked by Houston. Gave up 11 sacks. Couldn't block. And then got dominated by LSU. Most Heisman Trophy voters, white, black, brown, green, would like to have their vote back and give it to Deshaun Watson. Oh, by the way, another black dude because they feel like they actually overlooked him because he's the guy who led his team to a championship, not Lamar Jackson, who couldn't even lead his team to a state championship in Kentucky, which isn't a state that's renowned for its great football over the years. Moreover, he plays at Louisville. If you want to consider other factors, Louisville ain't selling a lot of newspapers or magazines, or television ratings nationwide. It's not a big-time premier program. I love Bobby Petrino. I loved watching Lamar Jackson last year. But if I write an article about Lamar Jackson, nobody reads it. Do you know why? Because nobody cares about Louisville football. If Lamar Jackson was playing for Florida, or Alabama, or USC, or Michigan, or Ohio State, the amount of attention would be different because his program would be more covered. As is, Lamar Jackson was overrated, won the Heisman when he should not have over Deshaun Watson, and as a result, the same white voters who gave him the Heisman Trophy have not been covering him as much in the offseason. But it's not because they're racist or because they're overlooking him because he's black. This is one of the stupidest arguments I have seen in months The New York Daily News should be ashamed of itself. This is a real article, again, that's in their newspaper and on their website. Heisman winner Lamar Jackson being overlooked because of lack of diversity among college football writers. I'm going to continue to tee off on this next, but I'm going to open up the phone line, 877-996-6369. Come in and weigh in. Somebody can defend this stupidity if they want to, but warning, I'm decapitating people this morning. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. More stupidity in this article that claims Lamar Jackson's being overlooked because he's black and because college football writers are white. Um, The guy cites Vegas. Everywhere in the world... Of all the places you could cite as being racist, is Las Vegas where you really want to go? The place where everybody has to put their mouth where their money is, their money where their mouth is, whatever that phrase is. The Heisman Trophy odds are not racist. That's one of the dumbest arguments I've ever heard in my life. Vegas has to protect itself from who they think the best players are because... That's what people gamble on. 
So the fact that they have Lamar Jackson third on the Heisman Trophy list means they think he's the third most likely guy to win the Heisman Trophy. Not that they're somehow being racist for having him third. Does that guy even know how odds work? That's literally the dumbest argument maybe I've ever heard. Las Vegas is racist because they have Lamar Jackson third on the Heisman Trophy list. That's because people bet and they have to make sure they protect themselves. It's not racism. That's the very definition of a market. Moreover, I want to attack this for a minute. I want you guys to follow me on this logic. We have ended up in this backwards universe where diversity of color is something that represents a difference of opinion. Isn't it racist to assume that because of the color of someone's skin, their opinion is going to be different? Because that presupposes that race, based on the color of our skin, makes us all have different opinions. I want you to think about this for a minute. Follow me down this path. Everybody out there is like, this entire article is premised on the idea if more people with dark skin wrote about college football, then the opinions written about college football would be different and college football would be less racist. Right? First of all, seven of the last Heisman tro- seven of the last eight Heisman Trophy winners are not white. Most of them black. I'm not sure exactly even what Marcus Mariota's ethnic background is. So he's Hawaiian, he's whatever. Seven of the last eight Heisman Trophy winners are not white. All right, Johnny Manziel, I believe I'm correct in this, is the only white guy to win the Heisman Trophy in the last eight years. If the college football writers were fundamentally racist, that would be a strange way to prove it, right? By only voting for minorities to win pretty much the best award in college football. That would be really kind of shocking, right? But I want you to think about this argument. The central thesis of this stupid-ass argument about Lamar Jackson being overlooked because of racism is based on press boxes filled with media members. I'm reading directly from the New York Daily News article. Uh, Every Saturday this fall, press boxes will be filled with media members covering America's second most popular sport. However, the skin tone of the people in the press box will be drastically different from the players on the field. According to the Huffington Post and Time Magazine, anywhere from 57% to 70% of college football players are black. Compare that to the fact that more than 90% of sports writers are white. All right, I've been in a lot of press boxes over the years, right? And the amount of opinion that exists in a press box is substantial. There are people who think all different sorts of political opinions. It's because you look at a white person, you honestly have no idea what their opinion is going to be on a political topic. But I want to follow this logic. The lack of diversity in college football press boxes speaks to why Jackson may be getting overlooked because no one who looks like Jackson appears to be in a room raising a hand saying, hey, I think we're forgetting about the reigning Heisman Trophy winner when story ideas and planning meetings are taking place. First of all, it presumes that only black people pay attention to black people. It's an incredibly stupid and racist thesis that deserves to be trashed. And so I'm going to do it for you right here and now. Let's assume that 70% of college football players are black. 12% of the overall population is black. If I sat down and I wrote a column saying college football should reflect the overall population of the United States and everybody who gets scholarships to play college football should reflect the overall population of the United States. Therefore, black people should get less scholarships to play college football. 
just about all of you out there would be like a record scratch moment. You would say, wait, what? If I said, well, black people represent 70% of college football players, but since they only represent 12% of the overall population, black people are drastically overrepresented in football, and therefore we should take all those black people who are getting the scholarship over their racial percentage, we should take them away, their scholarships, and give it to Asian, white, and Hispanic people. In fact, we need to make sure that college football perfectly reflects America as a whole. We need to make sure that college football is diverse and reflective of of America's racial diversity. So we need 6% Asians. We need 14% Hispanics. We need 62% white people and only 12% black people playing college football. Just about every single one of you out there would say, well, that's crazy. The best players should get the scholarships to go play college football. I would agree with you. So if you assume that the best players are getting college football scholarships, regardless of their race, why would you assume that other businesses are not picking the best people for those jobs, regardless of their race? Fascinating question that nobody else ever asks. Moreover, what if I got really PC bro on you and I said, you know what? College football also needs to reflect the overall population of America. And guess what? Half of all people in America today are women. How come there are no women on scholarship playing college football? If we really want to be fair and equitable and have as diverse of a college football cast as possible to reflect the population as a whole, shouldn't we have 50% female scholarship football players, 50% male, and also then make sure that we have perfect racial diversity to reflect the nation? Because after all, this is a university, and we want universities to reflect the overall population of the nation. So we should have half women on scholarship in college football. We should have only 12% black people getting scholarships for college football. We should have 60-some-odd percent of white people getting scholarships, 14% getting scholarships who are Hispanic, and about 6% getting scholarships who are Asian. If I made that argument in an article, just about everybody out there would say, man, that's crazy. You're insane. That makes no sense. Yet this dude saying... The reason why Lamar Jackson is getting overlooked is because there aren't enough black people in the press box, which is stupid and illogical and rooted in no factual basis in terms of his coverage, considering he just won the Heisman Trophy, which is voted on by the same people. Isn't that incredibly racist? To assume that somebody, based on the color of their skin, is going to make a decision about what he or she writes about based on the color of his or her skin, too? Why do we focus right now in America? And nobody will point this out because so many white people are afraid of being called racist. That's the truth. We don't have a legitimate conversation about race because most white people are so terribly afraid of being called racist that they recoil from the conversation. Because if you get branded a racist in modern-day America, it's hard to recover from that. That's what white people, many of them, fear more than anything else. And so... When losers like this guy write this article for the New York Daily News, very few people will push back against it because they're afraid of being branded racist if they disagree with a black guy. But let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How does this make sense? 
How does the logic of this column make sense? I would argue that this is a big flaw that exists in America today right now. People want diversity of color, but they don't want diversity of opinion. And they are using diversity of color as an ideal goal when what matters is not diversity of color, it's diversity of opinion. Why should major corporations today and universities as a whole want people who look different but think the same? In order to be a successful and vibrant company or university or group of people, you don't need a lot of people who all have the exact same opinion. You need a lot of people who all have different opinions because that's where creativity comes from because that is where a true meeting of the marketplace of ideas takes place. This article is not just emblematic of the awful flaws that exist in arguments that are made about sports. It's emblematic of arguments that are awful that are made about diversity in general. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Going to go to your calls here momentarily, but first I'm going to make America a better place by playing this clip. I believe it's from Good Morning America. The floods hit in Houston. You can go buy Texas shirts on Outkick.com. All the proceeds will go to the flood relief in Houston, Outkick.com. Click on the Texas shirt, and all the proceeds from that Outkick Texas shirt will go to uh, the victims of the hurricane and the flooding that has ensued in Texas. But with every dark cloud, there is a bright, shining light that eventually emerges. And thank God we have Chick-fil-A because this story happened. Tell me how you ended up on a jet ski heading out of your flooded home. Monday morning, we realized we had to evacuate. We had to get out of there. And so I called Chick-fil-A. Now, that sounds kind of funny, but I ordered two grilled chicken burritos with extra egg and a boat. And can you believe that the manager, one of the managers of Chick-fil-A, uh, she sent her husband to pick us up. And uh, we are so grateful and so thankful. That is incredible. And I know you loaded your possessions onto that boat and there wasn't a lot of room for you and Karen to get in. So all of a sudden, some jet skis showed up. So Karen jumped on the back of the jet ski and I jumped on the back of another one and they evacuated us to higher ground and we are ever so grateful. Chick-fil-A just dunking on Justin Cooper right there who said they're overrated. Guy orders breakfast at Chick-fil-A and a boat and they send a boat to his house to pick him up. Bang. Chick-fil-A represents everything that's great about America. All right. Jason Martin, who should we go to first? Who hates me? Travis in Charleston? I don't think he's a big fan of yours. <laughs> Travis and Charleston up next here on Outkick. What's up? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say hate. Hate is a very strong word, but I, I strongly disagree with your assertion that um, since the 1980s, it's been easier on African-Americans. No, I didn't say um, it's easier. You know, I, said, you... I don't believe that racism systemically exists in this country for anybody born in 1980 or after. Hey, that's even worse. But, you know, because you know, all, all of my, I'm, I'm 42, um, you know, and for example, I've worked in public service for the last 22 years of my life since I graduated from college. And um, just to, you know, just to see the, the different systemic racism that's played out through um, judges 
police officers. Here is what um, systemic racism is to me, Travis. It's allowing people based on the color of their skin to get into colleges with lower test scores. It's allowing people to get jobs based on the color of their skin as opposed to anything else. That is systemic racism that actually exists in our laws. I could I could see that from your point because you've never had to be a victim of um, 400 years of um, of slavery. So you know. No, but I you know that's probably that, not true. Hold law, on, that's probably not true because because slavery didn't just exist for black people, right? If you are Italian, your ancestors were probably slaves at some point in time, right? The Romans enslaved a ton of people. We tend to focus only on slavery that existed in America, but if you were in Africa and had never come to America, slavery existed in Africa too, and it existed in the Middle East, and it existed in Latin America, and it existed in North America. Slavery existed for all different types of races all over the world. Now, in America, we only focus on black slavery because it's the only one we had, but it's not pretend that slavery has not existed throughout human history and that the Bible itself did not tell us, according to many preachers for a long time, that slavery was a natural order, right? why you can use religion to make any argument you want for a long time people used the bible to justify slavery so it has existed for a long time everywhere in the world in fact every single person listening to us right now has the blood of slaves inside of his body or her body well that that yeah i understand that i understand that what you're trying to say but we're talking about trying to say it i'm saying in slavery well what you're saying you know but we're talking about racism in america and as it relates to America, it has its own set of um, rules and regulations as it pertains to how slavery, slavery was enacted on the people that currently still have to deal with some of these issues. And um, systemic, you know, systemic racism is, is, is way more than just, um, you know, affirmative action. Um, affirmative action was enacted there are no, because— There are no books on—there are no laws on the books— which are racist in America today, except for those that benefit black people. Wow. That's wow. true. I, 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 That's 100% God, true. God rest your soul, because that, that, that is... That That's 100% is true. Very, it that, might hurt your feelings, but it's true. Thing. It's true. The only, it, law, I appreciate the, the, call. Re, but, the only laws that are on the books that are based on race in America today are affirmative action laws. You can argue whether or not they're justified based on the legacy of slavery. But the truth of the matter is the only people who receive preferential treatment in America today based on their race are black. That's true. Get into a better school, get a better job based on the color of your skin. Now, the reason for that is because of the legacy of slavery. You can argue about whether or not you think that is still a valid goal. Supreme Court decided that it is. Five to four decision. 15, uh, about 15 years ago. Will it still, no. Will it still be the case? We've got better callers probably coming in. Eric in Atlanta. Eric, what's up? Hey, first of all, I want to say that I disagree with the fact that Lamar Jackson isn't getting um, a, lot of, a lot of attention because he's black. I, I agree with your assessment on that. But I couldn't disagree with you more on racism in this country. I am a black man. I'm relatively successful, but I won't let my success blind me to the fact that it's still tough in this country for black people. Why? You have, you have. How old are you? You have. I'm 46. All right, so you're 46. <clears throat> so I'm saying yes. that I'm born right around 1980. Everybody yes, in yes. my life, integrated schools, everybody that I have seen in my life has been treated equally under the law. 
Yeah, and I'm and I'm gonna and I'm gonna challenge that. You have reports being you have studies done by schools like Princeton and Syracuse, and these reports show that employers say they're more likely to hire a white man with a criminal record than a black man with a college education. There's no dispute in that. Now I don't that, think that is that not goes. an accurate study. You send oh, me you can tweet God. me the link and I will read it, but that is not I, an I accurate study will. that you just I you send me the link. Will. I'm at Clay Travis will. on Twitter. If you're correct, then I'll retweet that study. Okay, I definitely would would do that. Yeah, but I, I, I don't think the the blacks that I hang with and like my daughter is in, in her final year of law school at Duke. She graduated undergrad from Vanderbilt. So we're we're making things happen, but we yeah, can't. So I mean, allow... does your daughter feel like she's being discriminated against? She went to Vanderbilt and she went to Duke. And if she's graduating from Duke Law School, she has tons of law firms all over the country. Black girl? Yes. Okay. So she's got every law firm in the country falling all over themselves to try to offer her a job and she's going to make a hundred and what a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year if she wants to now she may not want to take one of those jobs she may not want to go to a sweatshop big firm but she has that opportunity all over the country right yeah it's already she already has her office she already has for her but it's but it's insulting to me clay that you would say that she got this opportunity because she's a black girl i didn't say i said that she is graduating and certainly no, I'm saying that, yeah, she had an advantage getting into Vanderbilt and Duke because she's black. There's no doubt. She got into Vanderbilt because her GPA in, in high school hey, was good, good, good for no, that. But she got an advantage black. when she checked black on the application. She got an advantage because okay. she's black. She okay. may have great statistics. And, she may have been able to get in anywhere in her country. But if she had checked white, it wouldn't have been the same application as when she checked black. She got an advantage based on her race. Uh, you know... Clay, I, I actually tweeted you something about this because you, how a Harvard University, it, 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 you said that it's easy for black people to get into to Harvard. Much but easier the, for the black highest, people to get into Harvard than any other race, no doubt. But but the concentration of black students at Harvard is like eleven percent. How does that make sense, Clay? If it's eleven percent, why wouldn't I go to Harvard and get and guarantee myself the type of salary that a Harvard education guarantees? Why would not do it? Why would only 11% of the, of the school population be black? Because they're true? trying to exactly replicate the population of America as a whole. And black people are 12% oh, right. of the population, so they're not going to allow oh. every the entire school to be black. There's actually, thanks for the call, and good luck to your daughter. There's actually a lawsuit right now, which is fascinating, that's been filed by Asian people. Because Asian people, if you just went by test scores and GPAs, are being discriminated against at Harvard. Harvard could fill up the entire student class, student body class, with just Asian people right now if they were just using GPAs and test scores as the arbiter for who gets in. And so if you're black, you get a benefit because there are less qualified black applicants trying to go to Harvard than Asian. And so it's a fascinating lawsuit, right? Because a lot of times this stuff gets played as a black versus white issue. It's a big lawsuit pending filed on behalf of Asian people who are saying, wait a minute, it's a huge advantage to get into Harvard. It sets us up for future success in life, and we are being discriminated against based on our race because there are so many Asian people that would otherwise be qualifying. And again, this is where I think that race has been way too dumbed down by the media because it's always a white versus black issue. A lot of races in this country now. Biggest minority group in this country is not black. It's Hispanic. 14% of the country, I believe, right now is Hispanic. And so as you look at the, the, the fabric of American life, 
we focus all the time on white versus black racism. That's pretty much the only racism we focus on. But my argument's pretty straightforward. The conversation needs to expand. There are black racists, white racists, Hispanic racists, Asian racists. Everybody listening to this knows that's true. Go to Thanksgiving. You got enough people in your family, you got somebody who's racist there regardless of what race you are. That's not a conversation that exists in the media today. Who should I go to next, uh, Jason Martin? Andres in Arizona. Andres in Arizona. What's up? Hey, what's up, Frank? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Hey, I just wanted to say I agree with what you're saying about it doesn't just only exist with white and black, but that's all you hear. There's Mexicans that are racist towards blacks and the other way around. You know, I'm a first-generation Mexican-American born in this country, and I don't know about other communities and how they were raised, but my parents never once told me anything about racism or, or to bow my head to anybody. They always kept me going forward. And sometimes, you know, I do come across people that give you the stank eye, but it don't bother me. It ain't going to affect me and how I live my life on a daily basis. I'm not the type of person that's woe with me and all, all poor yeah, me. Yeah, you know what? I, I appreciate just, the call. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Andres, because if you do that, then you're allowing those people to have power over you. If you are sitting around saying uh, the KKK and racism is so powerful in America today, you're basically giving those people what they want, which is control over you. Because they're convincing you that you can't succeed because of their power. It's the exact opposite of what happened in the civil rights movement. That's why I keep going back to it. Read the Taylor Branch trilogy. Fearlessness. Standing up in the face of actual direct racism. Proving that you are better than racist. Being better. It's the foundation of American life. That was the whole purpose of the civil rights movement. Now I hear so many people saying, oh, America's racist. I can't succeed because of it. Well, then you're allowing the racist to win. Be tougher. They don't control whether or not you succeed. If you allow them to believe that they control whether or not you succeed, guess what? You're right. The brain is powerful. If you allow yourself, no matter who you are driving into work today, if you allow yourself to believe that somebody else is the master of your domain, that they control your success, then guess what? They are. Because that's how the brain works. Chris in Florida. What's up, Chris? Yes, sir. Appreciate you taking my call. I uh, wanted to say, first of all, I sincerely appreciate the fact that you are taking on this issue. Um, I listen to you regularly, but with all due respect, I have to say, as a 42-year-old educated black man that went to Oklahoma State, where your uh, colleague Doug Gottlieb went, things are not all equal, and there is a tremendous but but here's the deal chris life is not equal the 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 the, we say all men are created equal but that ain't true right some people are smarter than others some people are more athletic than others all the government can do is create an even playing field right that's all the government can do and there are no racist laws in America today that discriminate. In the past, there have been. What I am saying is the playing field has been created as evenly as it possibly can be, right? Malia and Sasha Obama are going to have a lot better life than your average kid out there because they're the daughter daughters of the President of the United States, right? Donald Trump's kids started off life on third base. People are not born equal in this country, but all the government can do is create as equal of a playing field as possibly can exist. And that's where we are right now in American society. So if you don't succeed, 
don't blame the larger external factors. That's my argument. Use your own control of your life. Make choices that allow you to be successful. Before I get cut off, how many individuals of color work in your station or that you work with currently? I don't even know because, by the way, hold on. You're asking me a question. You're asking me a question. I don't know because I'm not in L.A. Uh, what do you, what you, let's go to LA. Hold on. I'm asking you, I'm, I'm trying to answer your question here. Let's go to LA. You guys work in the building there. I don't know how many people of color work at Fox sports radio. Oh, it's diverse here. We have, uh, several Latinos and, uh, three African Americans. All right. So there's your answer. This is the bigger point. Okay. You have, a, you have a few minorities. That's fine. I expected that to be pointed out. What you pointed out in the Lamar Jackson article is exactly what compelled me to call. Because we're talking about an issue where news directors, program directors, those individuals still reflect what you look like. All right, hold on, hold on. But you're you're assuming that, hold on, hold on. Pause for a second. If I said to you that a football team needs to reflect what America looks like, that the football team has to be 60% white, 12% black, 14% Hispanic, and 6% Asian. What would your response be? You still there? You would have, you would have a winning team. Okay. So why do you assume that a football team is hiring the best people for its jobs and that a media company is not? talking about power here aren't we no i'm talking about no no look here's my belief no i believe that america today is a meritocracy and that every company which is trying to make money is doing its best to hire the best possible people for the job and if you believe which i do that every football team in america right the nfl and college football is getting the best guys on scholarship or under contract that they can regardless of what their racial background is, what their religion is, everything else, they just want the best players, why do you assume that highly competitive businesses in media are not doing the same thing? The vast majority of candidates that are applying for media-type positions are white. Okay, so why does that matter? Why does that matter, though? It's what I'm saying. The vast majority of football players are black. Why does that matter? The numbers outweigh that's what I'm saying. I sit here with two bachelor's degrees and a master's, yet I'm doing a $15 an hour menial labor job. And so you think that's because you're black? My chosen profession. You think that's because you're black? There's no question in my mind. Then why don't you start your own? Why don't you start your own? Bi- hey, why don't you start your own? Hey, stop. Why don't you start your own business like I did and make a lot of money on your own then? If you're being undervalued by the market, this is America, man. You think you're being undervalued by the market? Start your own business and become a multimillionaire like me. That's a lot easier said than done when you have the capital to do so. No, I didn't have any capital. My parents never made $50,000 a year. I got tons of law school debts. You know what I had? Balls. I thought the market was undervaluing what I did, so I started my own company, and now I'm a multimillionaire. They weren't undervaluing, undervaluing me because I was white. They were undervaluing me because they were making a bad business decision. If you think that somebody's making a bad business decision, 
then start your own business and take advantage of that and get rich. That's America, baby. Only color that matters is green. Thanks for the call. What I'm pointing out here, what I'm pointing out here is, you see how quickly he got quiet. Like when I said, "What if? Why why isn't the football team more diverse?" Immediately he was like, "Oh, well. What if I said right now I'm going to start an NFL team, but I'm going to guarantee that that team reflect what America looks like? It's going to be half female. It's going to be 60% white. It's going to be 12% black." 14% 14% Hispanic, and 6% Asian. Every one of you out there would be like, man, that football team's losing every game. And you'd be right. My football team would lose every game because I wouldn't be picking the best people for jobs. Yet black people are drastically overrepresented in football. 70% roughly of the NFL is black, and black people represent 12% of the population. Is that a function of racism? Or are the best people getting the job that allows that company to be successful. If companies make bad hiring decisions, then they lose and they go bankrupt. If I owned an NFL team and I decided that half my team was going to be female, that NFL team would still succeed because there are only 32 NFL teams. Now, we'd go 0-16 every year, but the value of the franchise would increase every year. Right? It's not actually that competitive of a field. It's a closed market. Whereas if I run a company, if I run Google, and I make a series of really bad hiring decisions, somebody else might be able to overtake my company. America's filled with creative destruction. The biggest companies that exist now probably won't exist 100 years from now. You know why? Because everybody out there is competing, trying to create a better mousetrap, trying to create a better company. The better employees you have, the more successful a company you have. Just like the better employees you have on a football field, the more likely you are to win games. So why do people not look at football teams and say, hey, why does that football team not reflect America? Makes people uncomfortable. If you think you're being undervalued in your job, maybe you're right. Start a business. Do what I did. Get rich. Or do what that guy did. Call in and blame racism. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. I think we've also got our guy walking Willie down in New Orleans. He's called in to make the world a better place. Is he still there, Jason Martin? He is indeed. Willie, you there? Willie, what's oh, up, my I'm man? I'm still here. How y'all doing, Mr. Clay? <laughs> what do you think of the show so far today, Willie? Hey, it seems like my buddy having a hard time with all them color people. <laughs> <laughs> they want to talk about slavery. Hey, slavery ain't got nothing to do today. Like he said, he, he 40 years old. He ain't seen nothing but Good thing. You know what I'm trying to say? That everybody got opportunity. Willie, you're Willie, you're seventy seven. How much have you seen the country change in your life? You got a lot longer uh, landscape than I do. I'm thirty eight, but you were forty one when I was born or whatever the math is there. How much different is is New Orleans now than it was when you were a little kid? Well, I was raised in Florida. Okay. I was I was raised in Florida. And all the Indians that we have down there are Seminole. And Mr. I said, Ola, he didn't let nobody walk over him. But New Orleans is a place where it's a Solomon tomorrow. You can do anything you want to do here and have a laugh at it. Now, I'm going to catch the mega bus and go to Atlanta to watch the Alabama and Florida game. Down here in the Super Bowl and in the Superdome, they got BYU and LSU. But the people from 
from Utah, they're Mormon. So yep. they're not, they, don't, they don't drink and nothing like that. So now I'm just going to watch. I'm not going to see it's going to be any crime. But the Mormon kids that ride the bicycles around here, nobody bothers with them because they think they have bad luck. But like I tell you, I can get a job if I want to. But I'm Willie, what do you think the Mormons are going to think when they see all that boobs and all that liquor and all that greatness that exists in New Orleans when they come down for that game? They're going to have a heart attack because there's <laughs> another group of people coming down called Endymion. I don't call them. They, I, I don't there's even, I mean, like, craziness they're, they're, going on, right? There's a big group of people in New Orleans uh, down there for a convention or like a party or whatever, right? I don't even know what it right. is, but people have been tweeting me about it. Right, right. They, 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 targets are gay or transvestite running down the street naked as a jaybird. But the moment people, and I mean, they, they don't go for this. It ain't got nothing but 3,000, 3,000 moments coming from, you know, because it was going to, it was going to Houston, the writing, but now they done changed it because you can't convert them moments. You know, curiosity to kill a cat. But, but if the moment you, I'm going to say it's against their religion to be going to this, this diversity, not the whatever they call that stuff, you know, uh, seeing naked people running around. <laughs> I like seeing naked people running around. I don't know about you, Willie. Hey, man, I can't make no promises I can't keep because I got no money. <laughs> so are you no going state. to Bama, Florida State? Oh, yes, indeed. I'm catching the MAGA bus to come to Atlanta. All right, I'll be there, too. Maybe we can hang out. I'm saying road tide, road tide. I, I dislike you because you're a Bama fan, Willie, but that's that's the only thing you got going against you. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, but, but, but if the Ku Klux Klan is down there, that's a think, road tide. Yes, I'm doing what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the call, Willie. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.